We'll be coming from um, Daniel chapter 1. Um, the version that I usually read aloud is the New Living Translation. So you can meet me there, if you will. I know, I know, um, the last four days, all of the passages have come from the Old Testament. I'm going to eventually come from the New Testament. I will, I will, will go to the New Testament passages of Scripture and encouragement. Um, I have a fancy for the Old Testament, um, but I don't want you to think that all the passages will come from these cryptic um, by, uh Bibles, uh, books of the Bible that you don't uh, usually hear from, um, but we will get to the, the New Testament. I hope that your day is going well. Well, I hope that your day goes well. I hope that your fast is going well. Um, was laughing and joking with a couple of of, of our friends who um, uh, one had already used a grace period, a grace, um, and that's totally understandable. Um, we're going to need a lot of grace if we're going to be able to um, make it through this fast. Um, and it's really not about how you start. It's about how you finish. It's about how you finish, and I want to encourage you all to remember that. Um, let's be honest, or I'll just be honest with myself because I, I keep forgetting what day of the fast it is because it's like it's day, uh, day four. Man, it just seems like the days just go by slow. You know, the day's going by so slow because I took television. See, I'm going to tell you what it was. I was trying to talk. I, my flesh was trying to talk me out of uh, removing television from uh, my diet, right? And I knew that I needed to, but I was trying to find a way because you got the playoffs. The playoffs are on, you know, Saturday. You know, it's like, dude, you know, it's the new season of, um, you know, Madam Secretary and stuff, and it's like, come on, you pick a great time to want to take the television. So now that the television is off, you come home, and uh, um, it's just quiet. Everything is slow. Um, but yesterday I was my most productive in writing. I was my most productive in, you know, going to the gym um, and just getting things accomplished because everything has slowed down. Um, and so I, I hope and pray that um, you are making adjustments in this fast. I hope and pray that um, you are being honest with yourself and whatever you need to do to make adjustments so that you're stretching yourself. That is my encouragement to you. Um, and trust me, it is very easy to talk for your flesh to convince you to modify something so that uh, it doesn't stretch you as much. You want to be stretched, um, but you want to be wise and smart through this process. Um, but I do know God spoke to me yesterday as there are a couple of adjustments, like um, making sure that if I'm listening to some music that I, you know, try to make sure I put some worship, some gospel music in there so I'm depositing something healthy uh, in my in my flesh, but it's so quiet at home because I don't have any television or anything. So everything's just kind of slowing down. So day three yesterday, man, it was like two days in one. That's how slow it was. But I, I did get a chapter in my book written, um, or a section, yeah, a section, which was pretty heavy. But I did that because, um, you know, I'm making some adjustments. So my encouragement to each of you is to make the adjustments that you need to make 
in your fast, uh, whatever you are from your soul fast, whatever you have pulled back from, if it's social media, if it's television, if it's shopping, you know what the things are. Um, I want to encourage you uh, to continue to do that. I am so encouraged because uh, you all are showing up here every morning. Um, I know it's only day four, um, but you want to take it day by day and you want to commit. You want to make the commitment to be here because the enemy will try his best to get you to uh, to talk you out of it. And so um, I talked to several of you throughout the day via text message or via email or something. Um, but please email me. Let me know how you're doing. Or if you need to after um, after the, the conference call, if you need to stay on the line for a moment to talk to me about something, I'll keep that, that line open for a few moments. I have absolutely astounding news. I didn't use that word right, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, so we have the recordings from day one, two, and three available. The recordings for day one, two, and three, you can go and find them on my website at IsaacCurry.com. You can go to the audio and you can listen to day one, two, and three if you need some re-encouragement. If you want to go back to that passage, if you want to listen again um, and just to be uh, encouraged again or uh, to, to remember what was said, you can go there throughout your day. You can put your headphones on, whatever it is, and you can listen to those 10, 15 minutes um, of our time together. So please do that, and, um, and I pray that all is well. Today we're coming from the book of Daniel. The book of Daniel, chapter 1. Um, and I, as I spoke to many of you, um, yes, I know that the last three days we've come from the Old Testament and we will come to the New Testament. I, I'm fully aware of that. Um, day 1, we talked about stir my heart. You know, the prayer was to ask God to stir your heart. I hope that you're continuing to ask God to stir your heart. It's a very challenging prayer. Um, because God will do exactly what you ask him to do, especially if you continue to pray that prayer. And that was from Ezra chapter 1. And then we came back at, uh, again on, on day 2 uh, from Ezra chapter 3, and we talked from the, the subject clarifying your purpose uh, and continuing, continuing to ask God to clarify his purpose for this season right now. And yesterday we talked uh, from the subject revealing the enemy in the inner me, and we focused a bit on um, the inner Pharaoh. And yes, there's some other inner beings that I would love to talk about, but God didn't give me, um, you know, the green light to just talk about those things. So perhaps we'll come back to maybe the inner Messiah. We'll come back to the inner child and the inner lawyer or the inner Goliath or whoever. Um, but right now, today, we have to speak from the book of Daniel. And I know that I robbed you all yesterday from, for uh, three minutes, so two or three minutes, so I want to make sure I try to be a little more faithful today. Uh, the book of Daniel, the New Living Translation, um, it reads, verse 1. I'm, I'm going to skip around, so just follow me. Verse 1. During the third year of King Jehoiakim, his reign in Judah, King Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon came to Jerusalem and besieged it. Verse 3. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, his chief of staff, to bring to the palace some of the young men of Judah's royal family and other noble families who had been brought to Babylon as captives. Follow me. Verse 4. 
This is what the king said to him. Select only strong, healthy, and good-looking young men, he said. Make sure they are well-versed in every branch of learning. They are gifted with knowledge and good judgment and are suited to serve in the royal palace. Train these young men in the language and literature of Babylon. The king assigned them a daily ration of food and wine from his own kitchens. All types of food. These were, these were some great types of meats and then all kinds of wines. This was, this was from the king's kitchen. They were to be trained for three whole years, and then they would enter into royal service. Now, verse 8. But Daniel... Daniel was determined not to defile himself by eating the food and the wine given to them by the king. He asked the chief of staff for permission not to eat the unacceptable foods. Now, God had given the chief of staff both respect and affection for Daniel, but he responded, Daniel, listen, I'm afraid of my king. He's ordered me uh, to feed you this food and wine. If you become pale and thin compared to the other young men your age, I'm afraid the king will kill me. Verse 11, Daniel spoke with the attendant who had been appointed by the chief of staff to look after Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. This is what Daniel said. Please test us for ten whole days on a diet of vegetables and water. He had to be out of his mind a little bit. But Daniel said, now at the end of the ten days, see how we look compared to the other men who are eating from the king's table, from the king's kitchen. Then you can make your decision if you like what you see. Verse 14, the attendant agreed to Daniel's suggestion and tested it for 10 days. At the end of the 10 days, Daniel and his three friends looked healthier and better nourished than the young men who had been eating the food assigned by the king. So after that, the attendant fed them only vegetables instead of food and wine provided for the others. So Daniel, Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, they were only eating vegetables and water. God gave these four men, verse 17, an unusual aptitude for understanding every aspect of literature and wisdom. They were wise. He gave them wisdom. It was a gift. And God gave Daniel a special ability to interpret uh, the meanings of visions and dreams. This is what I wanted to get to. All that for verse 18. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, the chief of staff brought all the men uh, to King Nebuchadnezzar. The king talked with them. He talked with them. He talked with them. He didn't just look at them. He didn't just look at their bodies and saw that they were physically, they looked well, but he listened to them. He talked to them, and no one impressed him much, as much as Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. So they uh, entered into the royal service. When the training period ended, for a moment I I wanted to minister to each of you for like this, this next five minutes from this subject. You're in training. You are in training. When the training period ordered by the king was completed, they were brought to King Nebuchadnezzar. This was a training period that they were in. And what I believe God would speak to us and what I want to encourage you all as we're entering into the fourth day of this fast and whatever season you are in your life, I want to encourage you that 
you're in training. You are on training ground. What I need you to understand is that when what I hated most about training, because I'm an athlete, I've been an athlete almost all my life. And the one thing I hated about training camp as a football player was training. During the summer, we would have two-a-days. We would, we would practice in the morning. We would practice in the night. We would be in the sun and sweating. I hated everything about training. I hated the fact that even when school was going on, when, we would, when, when the bell would ring, we would be walking toward the football field with all of our friends, and other people were walking the opposite way, and it appeared as though they were going to have fun. I hated training. I hated training camp in high school and college. I hated everything about it. We were always sweating. We had to change our our diet. As a matter of fact, I had come to learn that according to what you eat, how you eat, depending on it, 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 it had an impact on how your body responded. I hated everything about training camp. I loved nothing about training. I hated everything about it. But one thing I, I did like, though, I did like when training camp was over with and when the season started. And when it was time to play in the football games, I did like the fact that even in high school and college, I achieved a lot of awards. But I attribute the awards that I, that I was able to receive and achieve because I practiced and because I trained. What I'm saying is that I love the product, but I completely hated the process. I loved the outcome, I loved what training camp produced, but I hated the process that I had to go through to get it. You can't have success without sacrifice. You can't have success without process. As a matter of fact, there's no such thing as discipline without denial. Most people I talk to, most people that come to me, most people that confide and, and, we, and we talk, most people want discipline, but most people don't want to sacrifice. If you remember nothing else today, remember this one thing. Denial produces discipline. Denial, it produces discipline. But I want to encourage you of, of, of a couple of things. I want to remind you that wherever you are, whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, it may be uncomfortable. You might not like it, but I want to remind you that you're, you're on training ground. Whatever you're experiencing, you have to tell yourself, you have to encourage yourself, you have to remind yourself that you're going through a process. Wherever you are personally, wherever you are emotionally, wherever you are spiritually, wherever you are geographically, you're going through training. Daniel, when we look at this chapter, in this chapter, chapter 1, Daniel, he was taken away from everything that he had knew. He, had, he was taken away from everything that was familiar. He was taken away from Jerusalem and carried 500 miles into Babylon captivity. He was a teenager. Everything he knew, he was uprooted, and he was now taken to, taken to Babylon captivity. 
Although he was taken away from everything he knew, although he was taken away from everything that was familiar to him, he was right where God wanted him. Daniel is a testimony that God can work in your life even when you find yourself in a strange place. When you find yourself in a strange place geographically, spiritually, emotionally, you have to be reminded that you're right where God wants you. And in this chapter, in this book, he's now carried into the Babylon captivity. Everything in his life is strange. But although everything was strange and unfamiliar, he chose to fast. Daniel chose to fast because he was in unfamiliar territory and he needed an unfamiliar blessing from God. Daniel chose to fast because he was in a season of transition. Daniel chose to fast because he needed clarity from God. And what I need you to understand is that you're in training, and when you're in training, there's three things you have to be reminded of that he teaches us. One, you have to be willing to change your diet. Your diet, I said this last year or two years ago, your diet must be able to sustain the weight of your destiny. Where you're trying to go, what you're trying to do, does your lifestyle, how you walk, how you talk, how you function, can that support where you're asking God to send you? Most of us want God to send us a certain place, but we don't want to prepare for where God is trying to send us or what we're asking for or what we're praying for. And so, and so Daniel trusted God enough to know that if he changed his diet and he made the necessary sacrifices, that God would make sure he had everything he needed for the season that God had just sent him to. And so when he chose to fast and he chose to deny his flesh, when he chose to make the sacrifices, God did his part. God made sure he gave him the wisdom. He gave him the ability to, to translate different languages, the ability, the capacity to learn because he trusted God and he fasted and he denied his flesh and he made the necessary sacrifices. Change your diet. You've got to be willing to change your diet. You got to be willing to change your nutrition, not just physically. I'm talking about spiritually. I'm talking about emotionally. What are the things you're allowing to, to, to feed your spirit? What are the things that you're allowing access to your mind? What are the things that you're allowing yourself to have access to? You have to be able to prepare for where you're trying to go. Change your diet. Change your nutrition. The second thing, you got to change your attitude. You got to change your mind. You've got to change your way of thinking. What, what, what started out as 10 days ended up to be three years. What ended up being three years ended up being his entire lifetime uh, in Babylon. This dude chose to eat vegetables and water the entire time he was in Babylon captivity. I can't quite say that I'm there yet. But what I do know is you can't do that unless you have your mind resolved. You can't do that unless you, you have changed your way of thinking. Can you, are you willing to make the necessary sacrifices, not just in your physical diet, but in your life, so that God can shift you to where he's trying to send you? I just want to encourage you that you're on training ground. What you're going through, what you're experiencing, what you might 
experience today. You're on training. You're in training. You're in training. I'm in training. When somebody says something sideways to you today, whisper to yourself, you're in training. I'm in training. Flesh, I need you to get down. I'm not going to respond the way they want me to respond. I'm in training. But the last thing, so you change your diet, change your attitude, but you got to be willing to change your circle. You got to be willing to change the people that you're around. You got to be willing to shift that because Daniel, he came there with a lot of people, but he only ended up hanging with, with Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, who, who were considered the three Hebrew boys. I'm saying to you that what you're trying to go, what you're trying to do, you got to make sure you're surrounding yourself with the right people. I know we say that often. We talk about it. We beat it like a dead horse, but it is essential. You want God to shift you, but you also want to keep the same circle. And many times in order for God to shift you, you got to be willing to take your hands off of certain people and certain things. You're in training. You're on training ground. I need you to remember that. You can look at this passage, reread it, and remind yourself throughout the day, throughout this fast, I'm in training. When you're tested, when something happens, when your flesh tries to get you to stop doing something or to turn around or to give up or to start talking negative, you're in training. You're right where God wants you. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for Daniel. We thank you for the ability to be reminded that denial produces discipline. So help us today, God, to, to deny our flesh the things that our flesh desires, not just when it comes to food, but when it comes to every aspect of our lives. Give us what we need. Remind us, God, that although what we're experiencing in our personal lives might be unfamiliar, Lord, we might be in transition, but remind us that no matter what we're going through, no matter what we're experiencing, we are right where you want us. We're right in position. So through this day, speak to us, God. Speak to us. Whisper, whisper in our ears. Whisper to our spirits that, Lord, we're right where we need to be, and we're on training ground. And, Lord, we might want the, we want the product, but help us to appreciate the process. Keep us today like only you can, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said together, amen. I love you all. You have a wonderful day. I'll reread these passages. Go online, IsaacCurry.com. You can go ahead and hear one. You can listen to day one, two, and three. Have a good day.